Good evening. I am Queen Love, the self-love guru, and I coach newly health-conscious women to find self-love. Together, we will remove the F in fear, and I'll be the ear who intuitively listens and empowers you to destroy perceived limits so you can live your best life. All right, love and light. Welcome to another episode of Hanging Out with Love. This is Queen Love, and today I have my sisters in the building. Laquanda Bryant, a.k.a. Q, all the way from Miami, Florida, y'all. Miami. My BFF. And she's the best travel agent in the world. Hello. Hi, family. And welcome. Waving at (laughs) y'all. And then I got my other goddess, Christine Jackson, a.k.a. She Sis, the spiritualist. Hey. Yes. She is, is she is America's most loved. Mm. America's most sought after. Mm. <laughs> yes. Y'all be watching all her videos. So peace and love to you, queen, and welcome. Peace and love. Thanks it's, for having me. You're welcome. Is there anything y'all would like to say before we get started? Yes, thank you for thinking of me yeah, and bringing us you. together. That's what it's all about, you know, to move forward together. Yeah. Yes. You know, even, you know, outside social media, because mm-hmm. you can even, you know, it's a, it's a more divine connect, and then we get to really explore each other. Yeah. Right. I'm all for outreach. And intervention yep. once we come outside of the social networks yes. all about intervention fun too mm-hmm. you know it's creativity it's not always about spirituality mm-hmm. it's exactly mixing our Balance. humor spirituality and enjoying earth yep. even with the destruction. You're still the a way to enjoy Earth. That's You're absolutely right. That. And that's what we're going to do today yes. with this girl <laughs> talk. We, we about to get real, y'all. So I hope you're ready for tonight. So this is our Girl Talk podcast, and this is the final podcast on Hanging Out With Love. You will be able to see my Hanging Out With Love shirt once I actually post it. I will be taking pictures today, and it was made by Shantora McMillan. And I will post her links as well. So I'm going to jump right into the questions, goddesses. Um, And I want to start off with, what does being a woman mean to you? Well, Christine, my name is Christine, known as Jesus. I'll go first. I noticed it was a big difference from just being a female than being a woman. I had to understand character, respect, the true, what it truly meant to take care of myself, to take care of my, my health, to and the dangers of not focusing on the self, but having uh, excitement to focus on the outer world and to focus on people. Um, I had to learn what was unhealthy that made me just a female and not more of a young, because I'm a young woman, you know, mm-hmm. I'm 39, still young. Mm-hmm. And it was my character from learned behaviors uh, who, who I would associate myself with. My character was uh, straying away from what was rooted in me that was balanced. Mm-hmm. Coming from such a strong foundation of 
spiritual women, but they didn't claim spiritual. They were in the church, but they were women of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was no phony baloney or religious madness going on. They were moral women. They were very calm-spirited. My father's side, the grandmother's great-grandmother's. I lived till I was 13 years old to bear witness to a great-grandmother lived in 97 and my grandmother. So I was able to experience the nourishment Mm-hmm. and the guidance without them actually teaching me because I was young. Mm-hmm. So they taught me guidance, but I was so young. It was the energy. Mm-hmm. And, and the observation. Mm-hmm. That taught you then when they would go in the ground, my father's energy had already picked up more and he had already been exposed to imbalance. Mm-hmm. And then I would become imbalanced, being having access to the doors of mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. where the great mothers kept me away from the doors of the world. We were in the world, but mm-hmm. not of mm-hmm. the world. But once they went in the ground, usually that's what happens to yeah. our families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After the grandmothers when big go, big mamas go. At yeah. least from the big mamas from the eighteen hundreds and top of the nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Once we lost them. I see the moralness, the family dynamics, the unity mm-hmm. and liberation, the health, because they planted. Mm-hmm. They planted their vegetables. So I grew up watching them plant, plant their flowers, plant their veggies, yet they would not be here anymore through my adolescence years, and my dad would introduce me to everything opposite. Mm-hmm. And that is when I would stray away from what the character of a woman would be. That's when more aggressiveness mm-hmm. would tap in. Mm-hmm. That's when more of, of, of the influences, I would pick up the influences of the world mm-hmm. that were totally not of me. Well, what you were so, taught so it, it or shown. Yeah, and it taught my dad a new butt, too. Mm-hmm. Then my dad would begin to change as I came into my 20s and come back and reverse everything that he had opened up the doors to me awesome. and my brothers. Mm-hmm. Now my dad, to this day, is reversing. I opened up the doors to all of the garbage garbage foods so now dad is spending years okay like i said earlier Mm -hmm. about the Mm gluten-free for my daughter the sugars you know the the juices on the shelf so it all came back to character because my dad now is more my dad was able to say you don't love yourself when i was like 28 29 Mm -hmm. i was coming through a suffering relationship but i had issues before i got into the relationship Mm -hmm. that's because i had strayed away from that foundation, yep. mm. you know? So then I started being around people who were like-minded like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, straight away, mm-hmm. you know? And then my dad, something, I, I always like to say, God picked that up, turned him around, dusted him off. Mm-hmm. Now my dad is coming back to the roots. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not every day, but... More each day. Yeah, more each day. Dad is like, hey, guys... Let's get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get it right. So that's where I am now. And that's, I know the difference, to complete the question, it was a difference from just being a female versus becoming all woman. Mm-hmm. From that little girl into the adolescence, mm-hmm. sometimes we lose ourselves right after that little girl. She goes away and never comes back out. Right. And right. I understand. And you gotta her get her back. To get her back. Mm-hmm. And it's the foundation yeah. that is bringing her back. Mm-hmm. Inner peace as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sir. The inner peace 
is what's needed for us to function effectively mm-hmm. as women. As women, Even yes. as men, but as yes. women, we have a lot of hats to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I learned that I had on all my hats at the same time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time for the husband. I didn't have time. I, 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 when you got on both hats, you're trying to cook dinner and yeah. help with homework at the same time. Not yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. There's no balance. Yeah. Too many hats on at the same time. So now I'm exercising. Okay, it's time to put this hat on. Now it's time to put that hat on. Yes. Each hat has a timing. That's right. And it brings balance. But when you got them all on at the same time, girl, bye. Bye. <laughs> I've done both. You know? Right. I've done both, so. I love that. Yeah, that's liberating because people don't really think about there really does need to be a balance. And when you first move into the spiritual realm, it's like that's all you want to know. You're Mm -hmm. seeking that Mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be around people that you don't feel like are on that path. It's more like, all right, uh, me versus them. You know, you're trying to isolate yourself, but there has to be a balance in order for you to really be at peace. Mm -hmm. Because this is what you're surrounded by, mm-hmm. you know. So you it's going to feel it. abnormal e- on either side. If you're trying to be totally human, you're not going to fit in. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to be totally spiritual, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not going to fit right, in. You right. know what I'm saying? You just got to cultivate that balance mm-hmm. within yourself. And then that's what brings you that peace. And that's what brings that tribe of people around you that you really need mm-hmm. once you're being yourself. So what does being a woman mean to you? Hmm. I think... The difference between being a girl and a woman is the mentality, the things that you want, the things that are important to you. It separates you because when you're a girl, um, she says you are speaking of the fruits that was instilled in you, right? But I'm speaking more of a way of thinking or way of life. When you're young, you for example, I use myself. Mm-hmm. When I was a girl, I wanted the guy with the dress, the goals, and the tattoos. And don't, because I'm from Miami. So you had to have all those things. But as a woman, I understand I need stability. Financial stability, security, affection, and compassion. Like What you're looking for in life and what you actually want is the difference between being a girl and being a woman. Mm-hmm. What you, and what you accept. It's all the mentality. What you accept from a man or a boy is not the same thing as a woman would expect except from a man because a woman is going to only deal with the man and I think it's the mentality and everything that you mentioned she says about the world our grandparents our great grandparents being in our lives and everything I think that plays a factor in what you want in life too and then your surroundings like yeah. that plays a factor so it's like the same way how you came from because they went to the ground you had to go back that whole process well when you in a different type of environment where you don't have all those fruit being instilled in you, say that. Yeah. and you want all these uh, superficial 3D things mm-hmm. is more of a coming into your spirituality. That's what it was for me. It's more of a growing up and <laughs> your whole mentality changing with what's good for you. Mm-hmm. Being able to decide what's good for you as opposed to not because you don't know what's good for you. When you're in a, a, a negative environment, not really negative, but it's not healthy, right? right? And it's not producing right. fruits of the spirit. It's not right. instilling good things in you. What you want is what you think is best for you. So you want the best for you, but you don't know that's not the best for you. Right, right, right. So it's right, coming yes. out of that trash, mm-hmm. coming into something that's probably like a 
place of nowhere land type of thing where you try to find yourself and on that journey you're getting a healthier thinking process you want to do better for yourself you think i don't want to i don't want the guy with the dress and the goals because he might have a record too like you start thinking more so of your own benefit your mm-hmm. health and stuff i think it's the mentality right okay and i i really think that's beautiful because that brings me not to, to discriminate how I the feel dress about. and the goals because that's still yeah. right oh and just to let y'all know she's from she's from florida so a donk is a car so for me being a woman is about accountability because I remember when I grew up, you know, I always had the men in my family, like my father, my uncle, my great-grandpa, my grandfather. They always took care of everything. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, like financially, they got it. Mm-hmm. We want something, they coming out the pocket. It doesn't matter what it is, they're coming out the pocket. Mm-hmm. And so that's what type of mentality I developed. Like, well, if this man isn't doing anything for me, then he doesn't love me because mm-hmm. he's not taking care of me. And that was a good mentality to have, mm-hmm. but it was one-sided. It's like, that's all I was looking for because I didn't know to look for anything else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the character that my dad had or the character that my grandfather had. It was like, they handling business, they providing for me. Mm-hmm. So I need a man that's going to provide for me. And so that was really real to me. So growing into that that realm of spirituality and having that accountability, it really helped me like I'm in control of my life. I don't need anybody. Yes, a man is a protector, but I'm already divinely protected. Yes, Yes. a man is a provider, but I am abundance. You know what I'm saying? Like I got me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about what another person can do for me. Yes, that is that can be a criteria for yeah, the person that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. However, I have to make sure that I'm good regardless. Definitely. So womanhood to me was about really stepping into that role. Like, okay, if I don't do this shit for myself, nobody else is going to do it for nobody me. Nobody else. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Yep, exactly. So it's trying to kind of get away from that damsel in distress because mm-hmm. I'm super mm-hmm. girly. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Please get the door. I don't want to touch my bag. The, the puddles. <laughs> oh, right. Jump that high. Put you on blast, sis. Look. Please put you on blast. Please, y'all. <laughs> Peace and love. Be like, look, it's cold. Give me your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Peace and love, y'all. So it that was really, really important to me. So that brings me into my second question. And I know you mentioned about your grandmother, the elders in your life. Who taught you how to be a woman? And what were some of the things that you had to learn through experience? Ooh, great. Wonderful. <laughs> when it comes to who taught me how to be a woman, again, my, my grandmother's my grandmother and my great-grandmother, they both went in the ground the same year when I was 13. So the, the, their energy was already installed inside me. Then mm-hmm. us being the woman, the script comes with us. So even for, like me, they left when I was 13. Then it was just my dad. So here it is, a masculine energy left with a girl. Mm. A masculine energy left with a girl who could not tell me to wear a dress, who could not, who didn't, my dad didn't have the 
the thought to even say, I need to take you shopping for your hygiene products. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My dad didn't say, she needs a comb and a brush. My dad didn't say, wear a pair of pantyhose, stockings, and shoes. Mm-hmm. It was like, she so, got to eat, she got to wash her ass. <laughs> here I am at 14, 15, I, it, was a tough, it was tough because my dad was non-responsive. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't communicate. He was silent. He was very angry. I didn't know that then, so he was very silent. Through the, I came in contact with a woman that would become my godmother because I was always wandering, wandering. I was always free to go because my dad had to work. So I was always wandering. And so I came in contact with what's called my godmother, a woman named Nancy. And being around her, and she had five girls at the time she just had three girls but she had two more girls she had seven children at the time and that's how I learned later on how to hang a curtain but my grandmothers had hung curtains planted Mm -hmm. vegetables you see what I'm saying so seeing my grandmothers until I was 13 years old plant their vegetables it was always family gatherings it was unity they were all calm spirited women they would never talk like me Mm. if my grandmothers if my grandmothers heard me say the word (laughs) bitch all day my grandmother has taken my father's mother has taken soap and put soap in my mouth. My grandmother's oh my would never okay <laughs> the way that I'm talking, saying mother effer, never go for it because that wasn't the fruits that was instilled in me. When mm. they went in the ground, I went through those doors yeah. and the learned behaviors, the traumatic experience brought the aggressiveness. Mm. I had a father that was very physical. My dad physically beat me for years with a two by four. Mm-hmm. So that drew up like animal yeah. in me. Yeah. I was no longer the soft Savage. little girl, Christine. I would become angry mm-hmm. like my father. Mm-hmm. So again, I had I had women that would come into my life. I had wicked women also that would come into my life from the decisions that I would make. Mm-hmm. I wanted a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. At 19 years old, I wanted a boyfriend, so I walked through those doors, and leading to my own understanding, I met wicked women. My father slept with silly women. Mm -hmm. So through the imbalance of women that my father... See, when you're Mm -hmm. a child, you have to just deal with your parents. Right, right, right. So your, your parents don't... Your parents, you just you. you just have to sign up for daddy's girlfriend. You just have to sign up for uh, mommy's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that right there broke my spirit mm. because of the women that my father invited into the home with brain damage and emotional bondage to me because the women were in bondage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The women were in bondage. So I learned how more of how to become a young woman mm-hmm. at 39 years old. I learned how to become a young woman through my experience with wicked women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was also blessed 
to be around women who had a nourishing spirit, Mm -hmm. women who could hang a curtain, women who were into their children's imagination. Mm -hmm. Bringing all of that together is bringing me back to that character. Mm -hmm. It's delivering me away from the character of just being a female and bringing me into my soulful, divine character of becoming more of a woman, of Mm -hmm. a young, Mm -hmm. growing woman. Mm -hmm. Because again, when you're 39 years old, Hey, you ain't been on the planet long enough. You're not grown at 39. You're growing. You're not grown in your 40s. You're growing. You ain't really broken into your 50. And that's now. A mm-hmm. hundred years old was very premature mm-hmm. thousands of years ago. Oh, yeah. Right. We stayed in school for 75 years. You're not even grown. You ain't been on the planet long enough because it's a process to understand how to walk in spirit. That's right. We're spirit beings. Mm-hmm. And as women, the device to the planet, we are mother civilization. You see what I'm saying? So through all of that, I've had a share of wicked women Mm -hmm. and a share of women who would want to hurt me. Women Mm -hmm. who would want to take advantage of me when I was a young girl. Mm -hmm. Women who would want to treat me a particular way because my father was gone from work. Mm -hmm. So she treat me nasty because my father not home. Right. My my ex-lovers, their mothers, wicked women. So, and then again, I had the women who could hang a curtain. I had the women who were very colorful Mm -hmm. and, you know, just uh, 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 ignited with joy. So I had women in my life who had inner peace. And then I had wicked women. Mm -hmm. Those two together... But the balance of discernment right, for right, the right. self. Because mm-hmm. you, you need yeah. that. You yeah, got to go yeah, through that yeah. bullshit before you yeah. realize, like, okay, this person isn't for me. And eventually you start connecting with people that have that similar spirit. And you be like, I got to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of scary, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel it's like this feels like deja vu. But you already know. you like, nah, that's and not that's, why. that's, that's why not for me. And it's interesting that you say that because I had a very similar experience with my father when, um, Charlie, can you come here for a second, please? Let's see if we can. Can you flip it around? Oh, like flip it. Yeah. So I'll flip the camera. It's going to show the yellow bag. And just give it to Charlie. Oh, <laughs> oh that part. Oh. Okay. So um, for me, I went through a similar experience with my dad when I was younger. He used to hit me all the time. And, like, he was in the military, you know. He didn't talk about feelings either. There was no talk about, you know, how did you feel at school today? It was like, okay, well, what did you do? Because he already knew I was was showing my ass. But I'm showing my ass at school because I'm getting hit at home. So when I go to school, I'm beating up all the other kids. Right. Because that's what I know. No, right. And that's how I knew how to express my anger at the time. So I went through a lot with that. And also what you say about coming in contact with wicked people that your parents date. My father got sick when I was in the third grade. And um, him and my my mother were sort of having some issues. Mm -hmm. And so um, she ended up dating who is now my sister's dad. Mm -hmm. And he actually touched me like, you know, he was kind of rubbing on my butt. And I Mm -hmm. told my mom about it. And she was basically like, well, he said he didn't do that. 
and that was like end of story. The end of it, yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't no Just more. Brushed off. And that it it did break me. It fucks with you because you be like, okay, well. I'm supposed to come first. I'm supposed to be protected. So when you come out of that realm, that's why I say being a woman to me, it has a lot to do with accountability now because I blame my mother for that. But I'm like, now I have to get out of that realm where I'm looking at myself as a victim. I'm a victor. And me going through that experience help me talk to other young women about the same thing or help them prevent them from going through the same shit that I went through. You know, because... Our experiences, for the most part, they're not even about us. It's not about you and, you know, how you feel. You, yes. you be like, damn, we're... And then you run into somebody and you be like, that's why I went through that shit. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you everything yes. I know. You know what I'm, I'm saying? saying? Yes. Right now. Yeah. Yes. So what, who taught me how to be a woman? I would say my Nana had a big part in that. Um, my mother did too. My mom... She was really sweet. She's more of like a passive woman. So my giving side, my loving side comes from my mother. And so my Nana, she was more like, you know, she got to clean up the house. You know, she running around the house talking shit to everybody like, who left their damn shoes? And I catch myself doing that often. I'll be like, whose shoes are these? You know what I'm saying? Investigations. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to do an investigation because I need to make sure that this, this ain't going to happen again. no more. Right. Right. So right. it was yes. that. It was definitely my grandfather treating me like a princess, you know, me getting whatever I wanted. And so taking those chunks of these experiences, taking the good and the bad away from them, I molded it into who I wanted myself to be. I want to be sweet. I want to be giving. I want to be loving. But I know I have to have people in my life that will reciprocate that. Right. Because if they don't and I feel like I'm taken advantage of, that's going to bring out that manipulation in me. Right. Triggers. Because then I become the manipulator. Mm. You know, even when dating, when I feel like my head is being played with, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play with this. You're not smarter than me. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I had developed a revenge spirit. Mm. A revenge spirit. Spirit. Wow. I, and that came from separation anxiety. So I drew illusion that everyone who comes into my life freaking leaves me. Yeah. Everybody leaves me. So, okay, I developed, okay, I'm going to make it to where I put a wall up and I'm going to push people away so you don't have a chance to leave me. Mm. Uh-oh, somebody getting ready to leave me. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that way. I couldn't mm-hmm. hold that. I became revenge. I want to hurt you or I want to do, I want to use my intelligence to get back at you. I had to be delivered from that. Mm. You don't want to be my friend no more. Oh, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to do something. I'm going to plot on you. I'm going to make sure you know Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life that Chris was hurt. But that was when I was still seeking human satisfaction and mm-hmm. I was still being a, playing the victim. And I was still pointing the finger at people because I developed a learned behavior, separation anxiety. Not on purpose. Mm-hmm. That came as a child. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to ask you. you. Know, so I just wrote that down and I go back re- and ask you. I had a revenge spirit and I also taught myself how to, even though you want a boyfriend, yeah. never let him in. Even though you want female friends, give them but so much. And mm-hmm. I'm like an exclusive lover. Mm-hmm. So I, my love is so ill. Like even on Facebook, I'm only giving like 4%. Right. <laughs> what I give y'all, even my message is watered yes. down. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have not released 
all that is still in me. I am watering. I I have so much to bring and it's still watered down because I still feel the wrath Mm -hmm. of everybody getting close to me and going to leave me. So my message is it's not watered down to the people who listen to me, but I know I'm giving y'all just eh, that right, much. Right, right, right. And I know? was just talking about that because I've been with scared. That I was yeah. I'm actually before. still scared. Mm-hmm. I can confess because I'm not done. Yeah. I'm still scared to get close to any of you. Mm-hmm. I I'm dealing with fear right now. I came out today. I've turned down so many. Sister events. Wow. I'm operating in fear to release it. Mm-hmm. Right now. Because mm-hmm. I turned down everything. That's bravery. And it I'm is. an introvert. Mm-hmm. But what you guys are doing is also my heart. So it's like, oh. Right. You can't run from your And you heart. know what? I could feel it too because when she got in the car, it was like, this peace came over me because I've been nervous all day. You know how I get with my events. I'm like, everything just has to be fucking perfect. I need this. Look. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the folders. I'm calling Charlie. She cussing me out. We just running around, you know, so I'm like, please help me. And she's like, you just need to calm down and I can feel her. And I know you told me about how you feel about cars. So that's why I'm like. Every move, if I make a sharp turn, I'm telling them because I, I need her to know she good in here, you know. So I'm like, y'all's lives are my first priority. I got to make sure y'all are straight first because I know she doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. So she got to be good while she out with me. Right. She can't be like, no, nah, I went out with love and this motherfucker had us yeah. on top so of the tree. So we're on Facebook now so everybody can tell we're doing good. Yeah. And I still probably don't want to go out in the future because it's what I'm used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because, see, I fulfill my destiny. So it's like, oh, it got me. Oh, mm-hmm. this is my destiny. Oh, yeah. you're going to hide from that mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. So you know I came out. But don't get comfortable with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So who taught you how to be a woman? And what kind of things did you have to learn through experience? Um, the things that I learned through experience, um, being a woman is a lot about affection and nurturing and love to me. And because I didn't have that growing up, I shared that with you before about the first time my mom ever said I love you was when I had a black eye. I was pistol whipped from my husband at that time. So that's the first time she ever said I love you. And that was at the age of 21. But even as a young girl, not having her say I love you and give me hugs and stuff. I don't know if it's because I longed for it so much that I gravitated towards women. Like every woman that gets close to me, I have, for example, one of my ex, ex. So it's his ex. Me and her became like this because she was older and she taught me so much and she was like a mother figure. I've always loved the nurturing part of a woman, whether she knew that she had that in her or not. That's what I gravitate to in women. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm such a level of women. I think that that's what is important. And I didn't have it. And I think that's what made me have more of it. The fact that I never received it. And then being a mom, wanting to make sure that I give my kids what I never had, give them that love and affection that I never had. Mm-hmm. I think that it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. It's all, even though I didn't have it, I always wanted it and I'm giving it. And in this day in my life, through all this spiritual growth and like I was telling you all when we asked the first question before we went live on Jesus, you was like, what is a woman? But I came into that understanding because I was a girl. And as far as who taught me, 
I would say that I got a lot of good traits about love from my dad's side of the family. My aunties, my grandma, they, they love, they love me. And I know it. I, I, it's something that you know. No matter what decision you make, I called my auntie up one time and said, Auntie, I stole this and I'm about to go to jail. She's like, baby, why? At the same time, trying to figure out how she's going to help me out. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that she loved me. And every one of my dad's side of the family, they were uh, strong women, clean, cook. They same, do all these things that, the, that you would say the mother do, the woman does, but they also were loving and nurturing. I, I didn't get to stay with them because when my grandma was here, I was living with her up until age six and my aunties and my uncles because she was mama. So that was their mom and they was all in her house. So we were these little kids in a house full of four brothers and four sisters and the grandma and the granddaddy. We, we had all this love. We went to our mom. She came and got custody of us. And it was, it was like the complete opposite. No, I love you at night. No singing to you when dinner ready. No um, making sure you're okay or good night kisses. And it was just the the absence of that love that made me long for it more. And I think that's important in womanhood, being able to nurture and put that love out, not hold it in. Because mm -hmm. we got so much in us naturally, but being able to put it out. Because we go through people taking advantage of us while we don't want to put it out. We go through people hurting us or not loving us the way we think that we should be loved, right. that we don't <coughs> feel, like you said, safe. Right. or comfortable loving mm -hmm. and because I came from love like I said my grandparents and my my dad's side of the family they loved me and I knew it but I went to see my mom who for from age six to whatever time I left didn't say I love you the first time that she felt compelled to was at the time of me probably possibly dying so being able to go through not having it and still give it I think that's important and my grandpa my grandparents taught me about womanhood Absolutely. Love. And I love that you mentioned that's what you love about women. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I never noticed that trait in women. I mm -hmm. never saw women as loving and nurturing because my mother, she had been hurt so much mm -hmm. that she didn't really know how to give that to us. Yeah. Like even now, sometimes when I hug my mom, she hit me with that, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, nigga, you better hug me. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. and I have to embrace her. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning to love her on a deeper level because I know she's been hurt so much. And I'm just like trying to pour that love back into her yes. so she can start to love herself again. And she is. Mm -hmm. I know I posted not too long ago that my mom had changed her diet. And she just lost 13 pounds. Yes. And so she reaches out to me like, my mom, it's like, I'm her mom. Right. Mm -hmm. She'll reach it's out to me and be like, now. hey, yes. I did this. You know, you, so, it's like we now mm -hmm. are becoming the, the parents. parents. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not a woman, because I had my dad, uh -huh. I'm doing the, the same. Mm -hmm. I, I, through the spirit and through my own heart, mm -hmm. the experience, the wisdom, I have to love my dad on a divine yeah. level mm -hmm. of love, mm -hmm. a compassion. We, we go, I go further than love. Yeah. Love is a maturity mm -hmm. of compassion mm. because of the layers and the levels and the layers. Cause him being a man, mm -hmm. it's a different way to express yeah. the love. Yeah. Mm. My father had to be nourished Cause he's so hurt, like yeah. your mom. Yeah. He's so abandoned from a little boy. My father had become a father with the spirit of abandonment. Mm -hmm. 
like she was saying about her mom, she couldn't love us mm-hmm. because of her hurt. Now I am almost, it's almost like I'm holding my dad and yes. rocking him, but I'm doing it through my love vibrations, mm-hmm. through the affirmations all around the house. Mm-hmm. And I've had to love my dad deeper than I've even loved a man wow. because of the brokenness yeah. in my father. Mm-hmm. It's I give him back to him what he gave to me. And I come from that. I come, his side, dad's side, mm-hmm. is a family of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full-blown family of love. And I am grateful to come from those roots. But also, those people who didn't have it still have the greatness in them mm-hmm. to come into the spirit of love. Even yeah. See, because, yo, y'all, when you don't receive love, we don't receive love. Life teach you love. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. See, my mother wasn't there. My mother wasn't there. She did not come for me. It wasn't until uh, I would catch up with her 13 years ago mm-hmm. by phone before she would leave the planet. Mm-hmm. By not receiving the guidance, the love, the attention from my mother or even my father at mm-hmm. a time mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. By them not giving it, automatically the heart was teaching me what is love. Yeah. The heart was replacing the ministry of what wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. So everything that was imbalanced, the heart had the answer to every experience that wasn't of the heart. The heart came back and said, well, let me show you the math on Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Let me show you the math on that. Let me show you why your relationship, let me show you how you lead it to your own understanding. Let me show you how, when you were scared, this Mm -hmm. would happen. Why you being scared of the dentist? Your teeth broken. Love is ministering to me from the heart of every inch that is not of the heart. The heart gives back Mm -hmm. to get you back to the heart. Awesome. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just amazing because literally... When I talk to Shesis, it's always my daddy, my kids, my you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. always about she has to handle business for her family. Yeah. I would have never guessed that you went through that with your father. Because the way you love him, it doesn't show any of it's like none of that. Let's slide that shit off the table. This is my dad. He's sick. I have to take care of him. It's love. And that's her priority. And you know what I'm saying? I went through a nightmare with my father. A nightmare. Me and my father lived in the house for 21 years. He didn't say a word to me unless he was beating me with a two-by-four that he created for my booty. Specifically. Specifically for my booty. I spoke about it earlier to a sister. My dad did what he knew. Yeah. When you don't know what you don't know. Right. But now, again, I always say he was dusted off, but Mm -hmm. my father was in pain. My father had slept with too many silly women. My father had already picked up the spirit of abandonment because his father would now be removed from him, his life at five. All of that mattered. My father would begin to go blind in 1983, then lose his left eye completely in 99. You see what I'm saying? My father had always been a loner, an outcast. I watched the whole family not understand him. I watched his children's mothers. All of his sons, I'm the only girl. I watched his son's mothers keep the children away from him. I watched my father go through the fire. I never wanted to love somebody so much, not even my own children, because my children had not been broken like like my father. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just want to love this man. And 
it took a year and a half just recently mm -hmm. for my father to not talk to me like he hates me. My father spoke to me like he hates me until this past April, excuse me, when another man confronted him. My father spoke to me as if he hated me my entire life until April of 2018 when another brother, which was a reincarnated father, mm -hmm. which is a reincarnated father's father, mm -hmm. confronted my father. Since April of 2018 is the first time in 39 years I bear witness to love. My father speaking to me and expressing love. My father would roll his eyes, suck his teeth when I would come spit this love to him. I'm getting off alive. I'm going downstairs. I'm speaking love. Turn his face. He would walk away from me. It's almost My father almost hated my voice. That's how I took it. Yeah. I didn't know that he loved me so deeply that because of his own pain, that's how he expressed it. My father was so hurt, I'm the only one he ever had. Yeah. I get it, Dad. I never gave up. I would get off my live videos. My father would speak to me in hate, suck his teeth, wouldn't care about what I would say on my videos. I still spoke love to him. I would still speak love to him. I knew he was going to suck his teeth. I would walk up to him and say, you know what? I'm going to say this anyway to mm -hmm. you. You my hero, man. You a greatness, dad. You don't see it in yourself. You did it. You know what I'm saying? I spent a year and a half speaking love to him, even though I knew it wasn't what I knew it wasn't what he was used to. I know no mm -hmm. woman he had had a child with or had been with had ever life. loved him effectively. I knew his mother didn't have time to do it because she was in the era mm -hmm. of having to work. She worked that night. He went to school. She worked that night. He went to school. He basically yeah. was alone. Yeah. And when a young boy is alone, he go into a cave, into a corner, and never came out. My father became a father that. I received my father's pain and became my own poison. And when I released that, then he would be released. I had to release it out of me to ignite it out of him. Mm -hmm. That's amazing that you we said We healing that. together. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Because the more I start to free myself from the trauma of both my parents, man, the, the closer we get. I've been holding my tears <laughs> yeah. back for a tears, man. It brought tears. I've been holding back for a minute. Oh, like, I'm not going to do this. That's a little gum. I said, I ain't going to do it. I'm about to be a big girl. I'm not going to cry today. <laughs> the tear came from knowing the pain. Yeah. And right. my dad. Yeah. I don't want people to hurt. Yeah. I used to tell dad. I want you to live. You're going to bury me. I told him that for like 10 years mm -hmm. before I came into my divinity. Mm. I love you. I didn't know he was my dad four times either. I didn't remember he wow. had already been my dad in past lives. So it helped me to understand even more why this vessel meant so much to me. And I don't want nobody to hurt. Yeah. I don't want nobody to hurt. And to know that my father heart broken, I got to be there. I can't save the world, but I can save the yeah. nuts I came out of. Yeah. I got the power to do that. Yeah. I can't save the world, but I can save my father. Because he mm -hmm. saved me. Right. He took me from a woman that was not nourishing me and guiding me. And I salute him for that because he saved my life to help assist with transforming life. And for that, I will not leave him right. until he closes his eyes. 
out, not even ordained to be with a male energy, mm-hmm. a man, because my father, I am ordained to care for my father. And a man is not, most men are not, ain't no man going to move into North Carolina. Um, ain't no man going to have compassion for that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Ain't no man going to want to build the kingdom with me. So mm-hmm. I'm ordained to be with my father and to heal with that. Let me heal with my father and bring the children to bear witness mm-hmm. to the generational healing. That's right. In two generations. Wow. You got to bear witness to this. Yes. You know? So mm-hmm. that's where we are. That's going amazing. through the double mirrors of the doors of darkness. Mm-hmm. We got to go back through the doors. Yeah. Came through them. We got to. Got to go back. We got to go back through the doors. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And coming back into that. That childlike spirit, especially when when you were a child, that's when you were broken. I feel like that's the reason why it was taken from us because we were in that state. So we like, okay, in order for me to get out of this pain, Mm -hmm. I can't be this person anymore. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be a child. That's when you start growing up fast. Yeah, I want to get more love. Exactly. Because you're running from that trauma just to grow up and this shit this ain't shit paying bills i want to go back running around right (laughs) right you know because they get you caught up in this matrix where people are working jobs day in and day out they got you stressing they got you feeling like you can't do anything for yourself out of peace exactly and the healing is what you need to be focused on and so for myself like I make sure I make a ritual out of it. I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of my spirit. I got to keep my aura cleansed because that's what's helping me navigate through here. Yes. And I remember before I broke away from Christianity, spirit was still speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was showing me scriptures. I would turn somewhere and one of the last scriptures that I read was talking about how you have to get to know God for yourself. This was the God of your father and your father's father. And now you have to know God for you. And so once I read that, the transformation was like, it just started popping off because it was like, okay, this is what I know spirit to be. But that's not really, this is not where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to be doing something completely different. And it didn't take me long to really, I mean, once you start understanding that, your life can be easier, mm-hmm. not indoctrinating yourself and putting yourself in compromising positions. Then you start to understand like, okay, this is what I can control. Mm-hmm. The stuff that you can't control gets easier to deal with because yeah. you realize so much power is already in your hands. Yeah. And then you start to gain more power when you use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start to gain more power. Mm-hmm. When you follow spirit, your discernment gets stronger. Mm-hmm. So yes. then it's like, life just, it gets easier. Yeah. It really, it gets nothing but easier. But you have to go through that hurt and that pain in order to get there. Yeah. And it's continuous hurts, you know. Like, I, <laughs> we were talking last night. Mm-hmm. Self-love is continuous. It's yeah, not a, yes. a one-time mm-hmm. thing where you right. be like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. man, he broke my heart. They shitted on me. I'm good and I'm not dealing with that no more. And then you move and it's on. Over. You got to heal from heal that. It. Right. You got to heal right. from what caused you to be in that situation right. in the first, the first place. Yes. Then you got to heal enough to whether you can move on. Mm-hmm. You got to heal to the point where you'll be able to speak to others, that level that you're at. And then you got to break down the barriers to where you can speak to people outside your comfort zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's when out. the real healing, exactly. Ooh, that's where the real healing is. I didn't want that. <laughs> I didn't want that. I did not want that. I remember that character. Mm. 
we were speaking about. Yes. This is when I was just female. Yes. And wasn't a woman. Mm-hmm. I remember being with an ex-lover. And I remember saying, if I was really being myself, I wouldn't even be with you. I knew intentionally that I didn't want to change because I knew that a man wouldn't put up with my immaturity, Mm -hmm. my character. Mm -hmm. So I aligned with a younger male that would be three and four years younger than Mm -hmm. me who would be more into immature things. Be on that. He would be on that. I would be more fascinating to him because because of my intelligence, Mm -hmm. my create, my swag. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so low, and I remember praising being low. I knew deep down inside that a man would help me transform. And I remember not being ready to change. And did I open up all hell for my life? Because I did not want to change. Ooh, honey. I sure got what I asked for. Mm. I got deceit. I got betrayal. I got, you know, it was lies, Mm -hmm. manipulation. I was being used. But that's what I wanted. I didn't recognize what I said. Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize what I said. And she made such a great point. I had the mentality. Because you don't know, because you're leading to your own understanding, and that's yes. based off of artificial intelligence. So yes. it's like, okay, this didn't work out with Tyrone. Well, it's going to go good with Darren. Yeah. He uh, talking right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to work it out with me and Darren, honey. Yeah. But that's when you lead into your own understanding. You would have met this new brother, mm-hmm. and you brand new. Mm-hmm. you like, yeah, I'm going to start fresh. Tension members, you got tension members, and yes, the pool area in the basketball gym will be closing. Okay, so, um, hey, what I was saying, um, um, oh, about the relationship thing, I had that mentality, Mm -hmm. that lower mentality, and not knowing that you need to heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of jumping from this situation to to this situation, because it's not the person, it's you. You think you're okay? You gotta go through about five. You're just meeting another guy, and it's like you got good intentions. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's gonna work out. You know, I ain't gonna deal with a guy that would call me all kind of bitches. Mm-hmm. Darren don't call me all kind of bitches, but Darren's suffering with sexual lust. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Darren, Darren, not like Tyrone, and he ain't gonna disrespect his mother. He ain't got his pants sagging, wanna mm-hmm. sell drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tyrone, but Darren. He's not going to sell drugs. He's not going to call you out mm-hmm. of your name mm-hmm. and stuff. And But see, Darren struggling with sexual lust. Darren, he wouldn't mind touching your daughter. Yeah. Darren wouldn't mind taking money from you without even communicating with mm-hmm. you. See, you don't think about all that yeah. shit. He just ain't like Tyrone. That so mentality, because the world teaches you, well, make up. If you break up, you just get a new lover. Yeah. Right. You know, right, why yeah, not? You just right. start new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that healing plays a part. Because what you're doing is building layers on top of layers and baggage on top of baggage on top of baggage. You don't even know that you psychologically messed up. Yeah. And then on top of that, I think people really fuck up when they blame themselves. It's not a blame. You're not blaming yourself for the healing that you need. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Of yeah. course, you do need to take responsibility for being in all these different situations, but yeah. it's not a blame. It's not like I'm causing this. 
It's no, I got some issues that I need to deal with, and I got to deal with that first. When you get into that blame game, that's when that depression sinks in. Mm -hmm. It spirals into something completely different. And when you're depressed, you don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. That's when you you start treating yourself any type of way. Mm -hmm. People around you, you start treating them any type of way, and then you can't truly love. I remember being in a position. I was 19 when I got cheated on. Mm -hmm. I was with this boy. I thought we was going to get married. I wanted to be with him so bad. I mean, we were just, that was my boo. Mm -hmm. I caught him cheating on me. I pulled up on him at the club. I whooped his ass. And from that day forward, I said I will never do that again. It was so embarrassing. The fact that I even let myself get to that point of anger. That I'm putting my hands on you now Mm -hmm. because of what you did. When really I should have just backed away from the situation and kept it moving. Mm -hmm. But from that point right there, instead of me saying, okay, well, let me take some time and heal, get away from that situation. I didn't want to be with anybody, but I wanted that companionship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I started to date another person and broke his heart because he fallen in love with me. And I'm like, well, I really don't want a relationship, but we doing all the relationship things. Yeah, right. playing house. kicking it. Exactly. Playing house. No and that's titles. When you can't do that. Yes, honey. Mm-mm. I did that with people, with men in my house playing house. They got daughters sitting at my table. That's another thing, Mm-mm. playing house. Mm-mm. I've had men approach me that can't even handle it either. I don't want no girlfriend. I don't want no relationship. But see, when you meet Christine, that don't work. Right. You almost mess yourself Mm -hmm. up when you say that, when you meet me. But playing house. My father, again, corrected me. If you ain't going to be real with this man, you playing house, that ain't working. I did that to you. I had you at different women's houses. That ain't good. You see what I'm saying? My father said, you don't need to be playing house. You either going to be real with this man or you're not. And I wasn't even being real with myself. So I could not be real with him. Absolutely. Could not. Mm -hmm. I played house and it became a burning house. Yeah, burnt down. Burnt down. Because I had issues with myself and I had no business with no one. Because yeah. I wasn't loving me or putting me first. It was easy to play out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It easy. It easy to do everything in the world but yourself. Yes. I am a walking witness. It's easy to take trips. It's easy mm-hmm. to go gamble. It's mm-hmm. easy to have sex. It's easy to get in that swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go to the store. Yeah. It's easy to watch TV. It, the hardest mastery in life is to master thyself. That's right. Yeah, because you'll fuck yourself up. You will, because only you, can't nobody talk you into doing, especially once you get to a certain level, can't nobody make me do shit. Yeah. It's all about me, but I know exactly how to tweak it, sweet talk myself, like, make it seem like it's not that bad, mm-hmm. or I can yeah. handle this, mm-hmm. a little bit of this, I can hang out with this person, I'm like, you know damn well, <laughs> you can't do that, you yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. because you're going to get yourself caught up, mm-hmm. yeah. and now I'm at the point where I don't even play with it no more, spirits say don't go that way, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Yes. You know, and I like it that way because now it's like I'm not getting myself in trouble no more. You know, before I used to love the danger. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work, but I'm going to fuck with you anyway. (laughs) This going to be fun. Let me see see what we can do out here. Let me see how this turn out. Exactly. (laughs) And sometimes that five minutes, it can really turn into a year or two years. Mm -hmm. You're playing with somebody and then you look back and you be lying and wasting all this time. And one thing about it, though, even when we playing house or when we are not being real with that other person because we ain't real with ourselves and we don't know it or whatever, it doesn't matter. One thing about karma, your, uh, where you are mentally mm-hmm. is not going to stop karma. Mm-hmm. 
So just because you didn't that know shit you might come back person, around when you get oh, in a good yes. place, right? You still oh, yeah. got to deal with karma. Mm-hmm. So you playing house, and I'm not really ready to do it, but I'm gonna just see where it go. That's gonna happen to me probably, or somebody that I care about probably when they are really for real. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not worth it on so many mm-hmm. levels. And self love, like we were talking about last night, is the main course of it all because you wasn't really focusing on self love when you was looking at him cheating or doing what he wasn't supposed to do. Your focal point wasn't making sure that I'm okay. Let me get myself out of this situation. It, it wasn't until you in this place now in life that you realized that was unnecessary. I should have did this. I should have did that. Right. You was acting based off the mental place that you were at. Mm-hmm. And we still got to deal with karma for that shit. You put your hands on somebody when you're in a fit of rage, guess what? It's coming back. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not to you, but it's coming back. And when you have self-love, like you said, you keep yourself from getting out of trouble, you keep yourself from dealing with karma bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's right. true. And to be honest, sometimes people don't think about it, but karma, that mm-hmm. really is love. Because you mm-hmm. have to see both sides of the situation. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't see both sides, I feel like that's when it hits you harder. Oh, yeah. Because you have to recognize it. Yeah. And when it and comes you back, you'll see. It. Absolutely. Like, for myself... Being in that situation where I was dating a person and, you know, I'm telling, all right, fine, you know, I'll be your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be with that man, but I did it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. then turn around, I'm dealing with this other person and he the shit. This man, you know, he talking right, looking oh. right, taking me shopping on my birthday. We must and, not um, cheat on self. That's yeah. right, LJ. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm dealing with him and this is a good man. I'm talking, he doing everything right. So now I, I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. I want to be in a relationship. And he like, nah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to do that. You know, he's talking about his past hurts, and I'm like, what that got to do with me? Yeah, you and know. Even as parents, she's just like, I remember the times I cheated on my son, dad, because of the size. Mm-hmm. Continuously. Go back to mentality. Mentality. Mm-hmm. Mentality. This but even. Th- but this is what I'm saying about karma, though. Karma. I gotta hope that nobody don't do my son like that. Amen. Well. <sighs> Mm. Well, why would it come back to your son and not you? You don't think the karma sometimes hit the generation, like maybe the children and the children's children based off the things that the parents did? No, not at all. No? Not you don't think all. that comes? Because I know there is not, debt that comes through that, the blood. It, it can, mm-hmm. but that can be changed because I walk in witness. When you accept in your heart and you forgive and you forgive yourself and you open up yourself to the heart and to the light, mm-hmm. all things pass away. There's no stamp left. Well, mm-hmm. uh, okay, little Jimmy, you know, grandma fucked up, so little Jimmy got to be fucked up. We've, ch- I've changed a lot, a lot of trans. My father has made a significant change. I've made change so that the children wouldn't have to walk through those doors. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, we gotta go. I gotta go, y'all, cause this uh. My phone going dead. Oh my god! Yeah, Peace my love. phone Since going the mother- dead. Right, oh. right, right. What the- is it going? No. What's she no, doing? Anyway, peace, love, and power, y'all. This is the episode of Hanging Out with Love. Look at the shirt. So please catch this episode. Obviously, you're going to have it right here on live, but I will be posting it later on today as well. And thank you so much for Aww. coming. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, and thank you, LaConda. Q. Bay. Bye, y'all. We love you. Thanks, Sherelle, and everybody who stayed. Thanks, guys. Love you. I'll be back on the mic another time. Peace. Bye. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks for chilling with us, sisters, you know.
<laughs> so yes, um, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Hanging Out with Love. Um, we didn't even get to <laughs> most of the the questions that we were going to get to, but I just really want to wrap this up. You guys were saying thank you so much for making sacrifices to be here. It's a pleasure. Seriously, because I mean, it was, a, it was fun for me just planning this, but... When I set up the unicorn table, I really wanted it to be a place of healing for everybody, yeah. for everybody to get together, to share their stories and to grow from each other, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what we grow through that fellowship. Yes. I think sometimes yes. because we're so spiritual, sometimes mm-hmm. we can be kind of standoffish, mm-hmm. which you don't have that problem. <laughs> you're super, you're so mm-hmm. loving, but... I know sometimes you do get to the point where you have to back up and get on your own, too. Yeah. So understanding that that fellowship is what you need to grow, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to cultivate here. And I remember even being, you know, in the church back in the day, they talk about, well, why do you have to come to church? You know, I can still have a relationship with God. And they're like, it's about the fellowship. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to yes. fellowship with others in order for you to grow. That's right. And, you know, they say, you know, don't compare yourself to others. But sometimes that comparison is essential. Yes. Like, I need my sister to tell me, tell me when I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you done been through this already. Yes. So you won't see me going through that same thing, you exactly. know. But, yes. It's okay. not like a competition. It's just a tool, a measuring tool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Keep you up to date tool, a level up tool. You, If I'm always around someone that's progressing, do I want to be the last ball? Mm-mm. No, I want to progress too. I want right. to be the cool too. Right, exactly. Like I was it's telling you compare, about my homie. It's not homie. competition. It's a, a, a level up tool. Right. You got to keep right. people around you that's on that's the same right. level or higher. Exactly. Yep. And I truly believe in having those different mentors, like a spiritual, you mm-hmm. know, a person for your career, mm-hmm. a person yeah. for your marriage. Yeah. You know, whatever sector you're in, you got to have somebody that you can look up to. You got to have somebody you can be like, you know what? That right there, she sets the standard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Black people, we need financial experts. Yeah. We don't know really how to spend money, or rather, excuse me, Mm -hmm. if we do prosper into business, we're not used to it. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of people, don't know or not taking responsibility to get a school in financial with financial experts. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. Why this cat? We need that shit at the schools. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. If you can have to build credit, like that we should be a curriculum. Tax, we don't taxes, about taxes too. taxation, commerce. We know how to finance shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They go into debt. I know I've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Spending exactly. Knowing how to invest. Yes. Stuff I don't need. Mm-hmm. Now it's hard. Mm-hmm. But don't be like, Mom, you won't even buy a pair of slippers. You know why? <laughs> I ain't right not doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I fucked myself up so bad having access to all of this. Mm-hmm. I so goddamn scared. Yeah. It's hard for me to even get myself yeah. a pair of slippers. Not because I ain't have the change yeah. to do it. I still heal with my mind. Yes. Mm. My father allowed me to be spoiled as shit. Mm-hmm. And all it did was traumatize yeah. me. Lights, camera, action. People always say, you a fly girl. Fuck out of here. This ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> my kids, my daughters. Yo, they ain't even ready. They ain't shoes. even ready for what you want to nah, do. Nah, <laughs> shoes are stinky <laughs> from the rain. Like, no bullshit. Y'all said, I wear my kids' clothes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah they come to my 
I'm trying to tell you. Right, she right, right. Think, How many hours I had to work before I buy that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Add that shit up. In your I made head. twelve dollars an hour. That means no shirt gonna be more than fifteen. <laughs> I'm not working two hours to wear that shirt. Sis, I'm at nine dollars and twenty two cents. Hey, I pulled a hundred and twelve. So as you guys can see, the unicorn table is pretty busy over here. Um, We're going to continue talking, but I do have to conclude the podcast. So peace, love, and light. Thank you so much for tuning in for this entire season. This is season one of Hanging Out with Love. Season two will be back, and that date will be coming soon to be announced. I love you so much. This will be on CD soon, so you guys will have it available for purchase. Peace, love, and light. Mm-hmm. Now that I-